Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back once again for this episode four of Buenos Aires and Back Again. Last week did something a little different, Q&A. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that. I might do another one at some point, as I said. I'm only going to be releasing these main episodes every other week now, I think. So I'm trying to think of something to do for next week. Another Q&A seems like it might be a bit boring. So try and think of something else. Don't know what at the moment. If you've got any ideas, any suggestions, let me know. Could just have a week off, but let's wait and see anyway. Let's have a look back. Episode two. That all happened just before everything that's about to happen in this episode. So you'll remember I was unwell for quite a lot of it. Week, I think a week we spent in Santiago that I was unwell for most of. A lot of films. Watched a lot of films in the last episode, even on the, the days when I wasn't ill. And we ended that as we'd just been travelling through Chile and we were about to arrive in the desert in San Pedro de Atacama. And in this episode, I'm only ill for one day. So, you know, a bit of a turn up for the books. Um, and so we fi- we finish our travelling through Chile in this episode and start in Peru. And we did a lot. We crammed a lot into our time in Peru. Actually, we, we cram a lot into the next few weeks of this trip because um, I think at this point we're just over halfway through, actually. We, did, we see all sorts. We're up, up in the mountains in Peru seeing Machu Picchu. We go to the rainforest, salt flats in Bolivia, the Iguazu Falls. We go to La Paz, the highest, cap- is it the highest capital city in the world. I think so. So yeah, we do a lot. And yeah, I think that's about it as far as an intro goes. No point rambling on for no reason, is there? So without further ado, let's head to the Atacama Desert in Chile and to San Pedro de Atacama as we begin episode four. 21st of May 2004. We arrived in San Pedro at about midday, a tiny town set in an oasis in the middle of the Atacama Desert, all adobe buildings and dirt track streets, and checked into the hostel that we'd pre-booked. I took about an hour nap before lunch due to lack of sleep on the bus and felt a lot better for it. We had a good lunch, then had a bit of a wander, after which we headed to an internet cafe for a while to keep in touch with home. Later, we went to the Museum of Indigenous Arts and Crafts, which also housed the mummified remains of some of the indigenous people. After this, we just hung out doing odd jobs, changing money, planning our onward bus tickets and things. In the evening, we ate out at a pretty shit restaurant. It was really slow and Bart's chicken was virtually all raw. Not keen to stay there a moment longer than necessary, we headed off to another one for coffee. Being in the desert, resources are scarce, so the electricity turns off at midnight in most places, except for those with their own generators. Our hostel, of course, doesn't have its own generator, and it's nearing midnight, so I'd better stop writing in case all the lights go off. 22nd of May, 2004 Today we hired bikes and headed off to a few sites in the desert around San Pedro. The first of these, an old ruined fortress that we climbed up, then cycled off even further to a memorial from the Spanish apologising for the killings of indigenous people during the conquests. At this point, my bike broke, so we had to head all the way back to San Pedro, get this replaced, then headed back out. By this point, we were in need of rest and sustenance, so stopped next to the river for a picnic lunch. We sat there for a while, watching the world go by, then rode on some more. After not much longer, 
I was completely shattered after all the day's riding, so headed back to the town. It's ridiculous how active Bart is and how much energy he has. He carried on for another two or three hours. The main problem for me was the sandy dirt road surface was very hard going and we were cycling into the wind, which was of course blowing said sand and dirt into our faces. When I got back to the hostel, I had a lovely cold shower. Did I say that hot water was limited as well as electricity? It's only turned on at certain times of day. 23rd of May 2004 Today, the plan had been to visit the Tato Geezers, a trip that meant getting up at 4am in order to get to them for about 6am when they do their thing. Sadly, however, I felt unwell again today, so couldn't make it and spent most of the day in bed. This was really annoying, as Bart reported back that it had been a really great experience. I perked up in the afternoon though, had some simple food and felt a lot better for it. We then headed to catch our bus to our next destination, the northernmost settlement in Chile, Arica. 24th of May, 2004. The bus took all night, arriving into Arica at about half seven in the morning. We booked our onward bus for tomorrow and then checked into our hotel, Hotel Las Palmas. A fairly seedy joint, but livable for one night. Though it did have a TV in the room, an as yet unknown luxury. After a short rest in the morning, we headed to the beach, ending up in a fairly rubbish area where we stayed for about an hour before getting lunch in a seaside restaurant. A big and quite run-down place that was practically empty apart from us. And I oddly remember this moment really quite specifically. Um, I just remember it was a a huge, big restaurant. I think it stuck out a little bit into the beach um, and it was virtually empty. I'm actually fairly sure we might have been the only table in there And I just remember, I have this really, really vivid memory of the waiter bringing us over a plate of chips and presenting them to us. Papas fritas. There we go. Very odd. Again, the things that you remember. This only added to the fairly rundown and bleak feel that seems to pervade my impression of Arica. Perhaps the curse of the seaside town isn't reserved just for England. And I do wonder now, am I I being fair to the town? This This was just my impression of it. Maybe it is nicer. We didn't spend a long time there to form much of a, a lasting impression, but that was just the impression that I got. We then took a bus to the beach at the north of the town, which was much bigger and cleaner, where we stayed for a couple of chilled out hours before heading into town for dinner. This was at a decent Parisian restaurant, a bit of a surprise given my impression of Arica thus far. This was expensive, but was to be our last proper meal in Chile, so we were happy to splash out a bit. We then had a quick email check in an internet cafe, then it was back to the hostel ahead of our onward journey tomorrow. Excitement as we head to a new place and a new country, Cusco in Peru. Twenty fifth of May, two thousand and four. We began our journey by an early taxi across the border, which is apparently how most people cross from Marika, as it only takes about 15 minutes to get to the border itself, then a further 25 or so to get to the town of Tacna in Peru, where we were dropped at the bus station. We headed to the office of the travel company we had bus tickets booked with, where we also inquired about the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu. We were told it wouldn't be possible to do it until the 8th of June, and there was an alternative route 
that wasn't going to be possible until around the 31st of May. Neither were practical for us, so we booked onto a different trip, which involves taking the train from Cusco to Aguas Calientes, the town near to the ancient ruins of Machu Picchu. On day one, we would walk to the ruin Winye Wanya, and then back to the town. Then the next day, going to Machu Picchu and back to Cusco. The main thing is that we see Machu Picchu. After faffing about booking this trip, we took a bus to Arequipa. At Arequipa, we had an hour or so to kill before our onward connection and escaped the chaos of the bus station concourse by going for some food in one of the many restaurants set above it. Getting onto our bus to Cusco, we were promptly given more food. I think the altitude must have affected me at some point during this bus ride, as at one point I woke up feeling extremely drowsy and woozy. Perhaps we had been going over a particularly high pass in the mountains. Twenty sixth of May, two thousand and four. We arrived at Cusco at about half four in the morning. I still felt a bit rubbish, but that's apparently the norm when arriving here because of the altitude. Thank God we booked a hostel in advance through the tour company, as we were met at the bus station and taken straight there. We may have been a bit stuck otherwise. We went straight to bed when we got there and slept for a good few hours until about eleven. We woke up to discover that the guy from the tour company had been there waiting for us for about two hours to arrange our trip to Machu Picchu. It turns out that the plans we'd been told about yesterday had changed. We'd still be seeing the same places, but with some overnight camping involved too. So this is now arranged, costing us $160 each. Not cheap, but we didn't really have any other option. Once this was all booked, we got some lunch. A little on the expensive side, but still a lot cheaper than Chile. After lunch, we looked around Cusco and visited Coricancha, the most important temple in the whole of the ancient civilization of the Incas. The original temple had sadly been mostly demolished by the Spanish conquistadors and a convent built on the site, though some of the Inca building was preserved and incorporated into the new building. This was all very impressive, with lots of grand paintings, sculptures and pieces of furniture. We then sorted out a few further travel arrangements flights to the rainforest and further bus tickets. A visit was then paid to one of the main artisan tut markets in Cusco, where we both did the standard tourist thing and bought Inca Cola t-shirts. After this, we went to an internet cafe where I tried to call home. Thank you for calling the Newmans. I'm afraid we're unable to take your call at the moment, but if you'd like to leave a message after the long tone, we'll call you back. Thank you. Answer phone again. Oh well, at least it shows I've made the effort to call. That's a bit, it's a bit unreasonable, isn't it? You must be there whenever I ring and you must guess when I'm going to call you. How, how dare you let it go to the answer phone? After this, we dumped some stuff at the hostel and went out for a lovely Italian dinner. Great food, but again on the expensive side. We then went to a bar and saw a live band playing Peruvian music. Much panpipe action. This was much to Bart's delight, as he is not a fan of panpipes. And what's his reason for hating panpipes? Something to do with the fact that you can find you can find panpipe bands anywhere in the UK. Like any any small town high street, you walk up here and there's a panpipe band. I don't know. Does that still happen? Is that still a thing? I seem to remember it very much being a thing in the 90s. Um, and I don't live in a small town anymore, so I don't really know. If you do live in a small town and 
you do still see those panpipe bands around, let me know. Get in touch. 27th of May, 2004. Got up relatively early today, but Bart went off whilst I was still in bed. So keen to get up and go out, that guy. And probably looking back on it now, understandably, given the nature of the journey we were on. I mean, how often do you find yourself in in Peru, really? So I do understand it. But as I wrote the time, fair enough, but got to sleep. I spent the morning sorting out stuff like traveller's checks before heading to the Plaza de Armas, the main square, where Bart and I had agreed to meet for lunch at half one. Apparently he was there, but I didn't see him, and held on till half two, getting hounded by people selling various assortments of complete tut. Postcards, finger puppets, belts, chocolate, everything. Eventually, I got tired of waiting around and went for some lunch at about quarter to three. Having had no breakfast, I was very hungry by this point. After lunch, I eventually gave in to a postcard seller and bought enough to send to various family and friends, followed by a call home to have a chat and get addresses. Postcards purchased and parents reassured I was still alive, I wandered into Cusco Cathedral, which was as stunning and ornate as you might expect of a Catholic cathedral. I was also expecting to see an equally grand organ to complement the surroundings, only to find a tiny little electric keyboard, which was a bit of an anticlimax. I returned to the hostel and had a good sit down whilst writing postcards. Just remember I'm 19 at this point, yeah? A good sit down. 19. Well, 19 year old me clearly knew what I liked because to this day I love a bloody good sit down. Maybe if you just sit down. You're the boss. Anyway, at this point Bart appeared. It seemed like he'd had a good day. At some point getting roped into doing some Inca meditation. Interesting. In the evening, we went to a bit of a themed restaurant that was pretty naff, where a union flag was placed on our table. A panpipe band played, again much to Bart's delight, and there was some Inca dancing. It all seemed a bit fake and tacky, and the food equally so. Bland, boring and a bit pre-prepared. Oh well, Cusco is tourism central, so it's to be expected. After dinner, we headed to Norton Rats for a beer, the famous biker bar-themed pub run by a British guy who's lived out here for years whose bar has become a bit of an institution in Cusco. I, in one breath, have a go at Cusco for being touristy and then we end up in a like British bar, typical of your bloody Brits abroad. But it is, it is a bit of a place to go in Cusco, I believe. So that's why we went. 28th of May, 2004. Today, we were due to embark on our mini Inca trail. First problem of the day. The bus we were expecting didn't show up at the hostel so we had to ask the reception to call the tour company for us to see what was happening. There was a problem, so we had to take a taxi to their office, where we were met by Americo, the guy who'd organised, or rather disorganised, our trip. We then had to take a taxi to the town of Olantay Tambo, from where we were due to catch the evening train to Aguas Calientes to access Machu Picchu. However, before we were told anything else, it was revealed that there was yet another problem which was we wouldn't be able to visit the Inca ruin of Winyewanya as planned, as it was apparently closed. It's convenient that we were told this when we were in far lesser position to question him further or discuss other options. We were then told of yet another problem. We would no longer be able to catch the train that evening. The ticket reservations made for us had apparently been bought at a higher price by someone else. By this time, it was early afternoon, so we decamped to a cafe for a drink and to discuss our options. It was decided that we would visit some Inca ruins in Olantay Tambo today, 
go for a bike ride taking in a few sights tomorrow, Machu Picchu the day after, then return to Cusco on the following day. At this point, we were also joined by another two people, a brother and sister duo from France who seemed very nice, who'd be doing a similar itinerary to us. The ruins in Olantetambo were really impressive, albeit hard work to navigate around such steep pathways and stairs with our full rucksacks, as we were still between hostels, so had to have all our stuff with us. After this, we took a bus to the town of Urubamba, where we were going to stay the night. Americo had booked us places in an absolutely crud-looking hostel, so we moved to another, which was still fairly crud, but marginally better. I can't... (laughs) I can't get over the word crud. Does anyone still use that? Can't say I've used it probably for about a decade. Anyway, on this hostel, let's just say, thank God I brought my own toilet paper. Enough said. Could have been fairly uncomfortable otherwise. We got a room for four, with the French brother and sister, costing 40 solares, about £1.80 each. So at least the place was cheap. We went out for some food, but had to be back at the hostel for 10, otherwise we'd have been locked out. So back we went, and were straight to bed. 29th of May, 2004. A fairly disturbed night's sleep last night, due to the French girl not being able to escape the room in time to throw up, and doing so all over the floor of the room in the middle of the night. Yuck! Fortunately, she managed to open the door and finish off outside, though by that stage it was too late, and the smell was absolutely not conducive to sleep. We met Americo at about half seven with the bikes. Needless to say, the French people didn't join us. We got some breakfast, then caught a bus to the beginning of our biking adventure. This started off all right, mostly downhill, and the scenery was absolutely stunning, as well as taking in the amazing Inca ruin of Moray. This consists of numerous concentric circular step terraces built into a depression in the ground. And an edited picture of that actually ended up on the cover of one of my old band's EPs. So anyone out there with a copy of Remains of Humanity by Pink Widow, that's what you're looking at. You can, uh, if you want, check us out. Bandcamp, Pink Widow, Google it. That was my band from, when was it? 2001 to 2008? And if you listened to last week's episode, the short Q&A, you will know that Bart was in that band with me. Bart was the vocalist and I played bass, did a bit of backing vocals and we were completed by, why not, give him a shout out now, Kay on the drums. I, I think you might be listening. Don't know, depends if your kids have gone to bed. And Yar, the, the wizard on the guitar, who wrote a lot of our stuff and who I actually then went on to be in another band with. Uh, called Cyclamen, who are now based in Japan. They do pretty well. All right, y'all. Haven't spoken to y'all for a while. How's it going, y'all? All right. Anyway, shout out to those guys. Yeah, we used that. We used a picture of that uh, Inca ruin moray on the cover of our EP, Remains of Humanity. We were around together for seven years. And so whilst we were traveling, Bart and I were actually, you know, we were still bandmates at this time. It was a big part of my life. It was a big part of our lives. Still is, to be honest. Seven years. I'm, I'm 35. Um, so that's still a fifth of my life. And yeah, it was quite significant, really, to me. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. Let's get back to it. 
and actually, yeah, I did a bit of reading on this ruin again now as well. And it seems that sadly it was damaged quite a lot in 2010 because there was uh, they had really high rainfall that was really unexpected in the area and it caused half of it to collapse, I think. And I think they're trying to preserve it, but they don't have many funds and the continued bad weather is meaning that they're finding it really difficult. So they're apparently concerns for its future, which is a real shame. Um, it's an amazing, it was, certainly when we saw it, an amazing place. Quite Quite unreal that this you know, it's such an ancient thing and this ancient civilization built it. It really is. It's amazing. We stopped at the bottom of the crater for a snack before continuing our journey. After this interlude, the journey became rather more painful for me. We kept going for a further three or four hours, after which I was completely and utterly shattered with no energy left at all. I became incredibly frustrated, hot and bothered. Needless to say, I didn't really take in anything else that we were meant to see and was too exhausted to take in any more scenery. The whole thing was just too long for me. A short ride of two or three hours would have been absolutely perfect, but it just dragged on and on with far more uphill sections than the earlier part of the day. I found this far too hard work, so I ended up getting off and pushing the bike for the uphill parts. I was completely destroyed by the end of the day. A husk, exhausted, hot and sweaty. I was not very happy to say the least. I was, however, very thankful when it was over. Spoiled brat, bike ride in the Peruvian countryside. Oh, I didn't like it, it was too long. After our return, we went for a very late lunch, over which Bart tried to persuade Americo to give us some money back for the general failure and disorganisation of this trip. We eventually got back the equivalent of about 40 quid each. However, we almost immediately had to give Americo back 20 solares each, the Peruvian currency, so he could pay for his various buses and taxis back to Cusco. And wait for it, another further 20 solaris for lunch that was supposedly included. Oh well, we just had no other option and no inclination to argue any further. After this, we went back to the hostel to pick up our bags, said ciao to Americo, and headed to the bus station for our onward bus back to Tambo, where we'd finally catch the train to Aguas Calientes. We had a bit of spare time on our arrival at Tambo, so sampled some mate de coca, tea made with coca leaves, which for the uninitiated are the raw material used in the production of cocaine. It tasted alright with a few sugars, and did seem to have some kind of effect, though this could have been purely psychological. Chewing of the leaves and drinking of the tea are commonplace here, as it apparently helps workers cope with the altitude, so we thought we'd better sample it to see what all the fuss is about. Following our drugs, uh, our teas, we headed to the train station, which was fairly mentally busy. Bus drivers and taxi drivers touting their business to those that had just arrived, passengers waiting to get on, Locals with giant packs of all sorts of crops and goods on their backs. Once on the train, we saw the French people again, so got talking to them and a couple of others who were sitting in the same section as us. There was a great atmosphere in the train, a really old and knackered workhorse of a thing, and it was of course packed full of other travellers all heading to see Machu Picchu. It was all very jovial and friendly. After a couple of hours on the train, we arrived at Aguas Calientes, where we were greeted by someone from the hostel, who took us there and showed us to our room. This room had a familiar slightly damp and musty smell that reminded me of the old forge, my grandparents' house. How strange that simply through a smell we can be transported somewhere else completely. 
and how odd to find this oh-so-familiar, comforting and homely smell in the middle of Peru. The room was complete with an adjoining wet room with showerhead directly over the loo, which was slightly odd to say the least. We basically went straight to bed when we arrived, as it had been a very long and exhausting day, and we had an early start the next morning, the day of our visit to Machu Picchu. And you're just going to have to wait to the next episode for that visit to the amazing Machu Picchu. So that was, um, I don't know, I feel like that was quite an eventful episode. We did, we did quite a lot. Bike rides, two bike rides in fact. Too, too many in a way. Although actually no, both, both were enjoyable. I know I griped about both of them quite a lot. I think I'd have enjoyed them both if they were just like half the length. Each of them had been half the length I'd have been absolutely happy with it but this went on a bit long for me but as I said as I said bit of a spoiled brat attitude isn't it in the middle of the amazing stunning Peruvian countryside oh I'm really tired me 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 um (laughs) and the Atacama Desert as well oh I can't go on it's too sandy anyway that's probably it for this week I'm prone to rambling so I might I'll probably just stop now but do please uh, again I'm going to plug the Instagram as always it is at Buenos Aires and back again. And I give you good reason to follow that as well. What I do each week is uh, I post pictures from from the trip that relate to the episode that's just gone out. So you can sort of um, not only listen to it, but you can see what, what we got up to as well. And you can relate those pictures back to what, what, what I've just spent half an hour rabbiting on about. Hopefully it's something that's a bit interesting. You can pop me a message there if you want to ask a question or anything anything you want to comment on and yeah once again thank you very much for listening um i'll hopefully see you on the next episode whenever that may be maybe something next week uh not sure what yet but next full episode in a couple of weeks time Uh, in the meantime stay safe bye for now and hasta luego (laughs) 